Hi, welcome to Broadway Assembly Church Podcast. We are excited for you to be joining us today. If you want to get a notification of the most recent uploads, please subscribe to our podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. Praise God. Psalm 34, uh, I'm probably just going to get into like two verses of it, but there's really no stopping point until you get down to about verse 8. So we're going to read about 1 through 8. All right, praise the Lord. Psalm 34 and 1 through 8. Why don't we read it together? It's pretty, uh, pretty familiar. A lot of these verses are. And so... Uh, we we know by the heading of it that it it's believed to be a psalm of David, and so we kind of know uh, who it's coming from, and I think that enriches it even deeper. Uh, psalm thirty four, in verse one. Let's sing, let's say it and let's sing it, but let's say it. That would probably be more appropriate. Um, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked upon him and were lightened. And their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Somebody ought to praise God for that passage. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Our hearts are blessed, Lord. Let's just take a moment. Father, thank you. Thank you for Psalm 34. Thank you for the richness, the depth. Lord, I I just praise you, Lord. We have tasted of your grace. We've tasted of your blessings. And we agree with the psalmist. Oh, hallelujah. It's been good. It's been good to serve you. It's been good to know you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And may that praise be ever on our lips. Thank you, Jesus. We'll give you honor and glory. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. God bless you. You can be seated. I'm just going to share with you on this topic a resolution of praise. A resolution of praise. It's three weeks into the new year already. How's your resolutions going? Never mind. Don't want to depress some of you. But I'd like to share a resolution that should be on every believer's list in 2023, and that is a resolution of praise. God will bless us powerfully, personally, and practically 
if we prioritize our praise this year. Truth is, how many's found out we prioritize whoever and whatever is important to us? As Pentecostals, we cannot spiritually afford to allow God to be second fiddle. How many would agree, since He is our Creator and He is our Savior, He alone deserves all of our praise, all of our worship. Praise God. Talked a little bit this morning about procrastination. Notice there's no procrastination here in the words of David. That's why he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Right? No procrastination in praise here. But this evening, I'd like us to see praise uh, as an attitude and as a mindset. Uh, how many's ever had a guest in your home? You say, we just came through Christmas season. We probably all had guests, a lot of us in our home. Have you ever had a guest in your home and you told them, make yourself at home? Make yourself at home. Psalm 22 is interesting in the fact that it says, it informs us that God inhabits the praises of his people. Remember that verse? Uh, in the book called The Hallelujah Factor, was written by Jack Taylor, he elaborates on the idea that it is praise, according to that verse, it is praise that makes God feel at home among his children. Praise is what makes God feel at home in this sanctuary. How many want God to be at home in this place? And, and the outworkings of that idea is that when God feels at home, he begins to act like he's at home. Meaning that when God acts at home, he does what his divine nature does. And that is, by nature, he brings healing. By nature, he brings joy. By nature, He brings transformation. See, that means when we praise Him, His presence literally can change the atmosphere of our lives. When God makes Himself at home in our lives, we begin to operate in what the Bible calls the fullness of joy. When God makes Himself at home in our lives, the brokenhearted are mended. The broken are restored. When God makes himself at home in our lives, I believe sighs of sorrow can become shouts of joy. Oh, hallelujah. When God makes himself at home in our lives, captives are set free because he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. When God makes himself at home in our lives, sickness is healed because he's the great physician. 
When God makes Himself at home in our lives, His glory fills the house like it did in Isaiah chapter 6. Listen, when God makes Himself at home in our lives, praise becomes the anthem of all the redeemed. And when God makes Himself at home in our lives, the, the song of victory begins to echo the words of Paul the Apostle where he said, we have been made more than conquerors through Him that loved us. When God makes Himself at home in our lives, praise really should become the ballad of the bride because He's redeemed us by His blood. He's pledged His love to us for eternity. So our praise should be the echo, I think, that should reverberate through the hallways of heaven with uh, the glory that only God deserves. Our praise should not only show up in heaven, an echo in heaven. How many know it should echo through the halls of hell? I really believe that. It should remind our enemy that he is defeated. Oh, I don't know about you, but I said today, devil, you're defeated Sometimes you just need to remind him of that, right? He's defeated. See, because praise is an attitude that wants God to make himself at home in our lives. And our text, Psalm 34, begins with one of the most important words. Let's look at three points here from this text. 34 here begins with one of the most important words that I think is involved in the act of praise, and that is the very first word of the chapter, and it's a long one, don't, don't miss it, I. Everybody say, I. So I'll give you three observations and then we'll be done. First of all, I. That means, number one, praise is personal. Say that with me. Praise is personal. David gets to the root of the matter of praise when he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Church, we need to embrace the fact that it's a personal decision to praise God. Praise is not something that's going to hijack our lives and force us to adore Him. Mm -mm. No, we have to have a personal conviction that God is worthy of our praise. Psalm 34, 3 says, let us exalt his name together. This is, in other words, there's an appropriate time and place for corporate praise. But the only way that corporate praise works is when we choose to do it together. Right? And when I offer my heart and, and uh, you offer your heart up to God in praise, that's when the Lord begins to feel at home among the applauses of His people. Praise God. Praise is personal. And when we're looking at that idea of it being personal, it can also become a sign of how spiritually mature we are. Do you ever think of that? Personal praise is evidence that we realize where our blessings come from. Listen, we don't... Sister Katrina and Brother Grant, how old is Lincoln? 16 months. Sister Katrina, what if... Uh, you got up in the morning and fixed him breakfast. 
And as you was putting it on his, does he still have a high chair, right? You put it on the high chair. What if he reached out and patted you on the hand and said, thank you, mom. This is so delicious. Huh? Wow, mom. This is great. I have a feeling there'd be a little excitement in the, in the dining room. If, if Brother Grant wasn't in there to hear that, you'd probably, whatever your term of endearment, Granny baby, <laughs> you got to get in here. Yeah. Listen, we don't expect a hearty thank you. I'm just going to say, we don't expect it from a three-month-old, do we? No, because when they're just 90 days old, we don't expect them to show us the gratitude that we deserve. Why? They're not mature enough. They don't understand that we're their provider. They don't process that, do they? They don't understand that we're their protector. They don't understand that everything they have as a three-month-old, was given to them by us, their parents. And they don't display gratitude and thanks because they're too immature. Well, newsflash here. I've seen a few of God's children. It's a lot older in the faith than three months. Hmm? And they still don't know where the good things in their life come from. They've not realized it yet. Hmm? I'm saying some of them's been in God's house for years and still have not realized that every good and perfect gift cometh from above. I read a story. It was first recorded in a medical journal. It was talking about caretakers and individuals who devote themselves to taking care of their invalid uh, children. In this particular article, this, uh, they featured a mother who had given every day of her motherhood to an invalid son who had severe disabilities. So severe that he had no cognitive uh, ability to recognize one person from another. He was uh, blind, uh, he was hard of hearing, he had no cognizant way to communicate. And every day, according to this article, for 15 years, mom fed him, mom clothed him, mom spoke to him, mom took care of him, mom loved him. The interviewer asked her, ma'am, what was it like to live your life giving yourself to someone so sacrificially? And what she said, I thought was both heroic, but yet an element of sadness in it at the same time. She said, I am his mother. God gave him to me. And it's my honor to live my life for my child. But then the sorrowful part was when she said, 
She told the interviewer, she said, and I quote, the only thing I would wish to be different is that just once I want him to realize that I'm his mother. She says, you, you see, he doesn't have the ability to understand the difference between you or me. She said, I don't mean any more to him than the next person. But she said, just once, I want him to know that it was his mother who took care of him. Just once, I want him to know that it was his mother who watched over him. Just once, I want him to know that it was me that was right beside him all along. I read that, and I think, isn't that just like some people, even in God's house, not realizing that it is God who takes care of them? It is God who protects them. It is God who provides for them. It is God who heals them. It is God who got us out of the bed this morning. It's God that has lifted us from a pit of sin. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. It is God who broke the chains of past addictions. It's God that created this very mouth that we are to praise Him with. It's God that gave us every breath we breathe, every moment we live, every move we make, every day that we exist. It is the goodness of God. Every day it is His grace. Every day it is His mercy on display. And it is time we realize where the good in our life comes from and give Him the great and generous volume of praise that He really, really, really deserves. Oh, somebody right now, make up your mind because praise is personal. I will bless the Lord. Raise your hands and praise Him. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise is not only personal. Number two, praise is also powerful. Because it changes things. Praise changes not... It, I understand it don't always change our circumstances. But it does change our perspective. Praise enables us to realize we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Praise is something that when we begin to do, we can experience what the Bible calls the joy of the Lord, which he maketh rich and addeth no what? Sorrow. Praise is how we realize my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. What David says in Psalm 34 is many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. He, he said in Psalm 23, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Child of God, praise is powerful enough to change your perspective. Look at what praise has done throughout the Bible. How did the walls of Jericho fall? 
I said, how did the walls of Jericho come down? With a shout of praise. There was no brilliant military strategy. There was just an obedient army of Israelites who were willing to lift their voice and give a shout of triumph to a God who can do all things. They're seven days walking around the problem in frustrated silence. But the moment God anointed that shout of praise, what seemed impossible became came a pile of rubble because prayer and praise are powerful. Praise God. So I was thinking about Jericho. I was thinking about Jehoshaphat. You know, he was a king in Israel who restored worship and reading of the Torah uh, to the people. He, he, uh, he started there as a righteous king at the time when Israel was having a hard time finding a righteous king, uh, in his righteousness and his willingness to live for God. Guess what? The enemy shows up. Now, isn't that interesting? Have you ever noticed that when you start to live a life sacrificially in praise to God, the enemy starts popping up? Hmm? Why? Because when we start to fulfill the purpose for which we were created, God begins to get the glory. Satan gets ignored. So here's King Jehoshaphat. I mean, he's done what the Word of God required him to do. And, and here comes the enemy, and the enemy's going to attack. And he hears what all the people are saying because uh, other, other uh, nations have been attacked by the same enemy that's now coming for Jehoshaphat. And they have told Jehoshaphat, you better pick out your coffin because you don't stand a chance. Hmm? And so Jehoshaphat, he goes to the Lord in prayer and the Lord gives him a word. And the word is simply, Jehoshaphat, send the worshipers before the warriors. Send the worshipers before your warriors. Send the praisers out front. Get those out front of those that's carrying the sword and the shield and be, re be reminded, Jehoshaphat, this battle belongs to the Lord. Praise God. Some of us, I feel some of us need to hear that right tonight because before we go into the fight, we need to get into the place of praise and be reminded this battle, this battle, every battle in 2023 belongs to the Lord. Jehoshaphat did exactly that, and Scripture says that he did not even have to soil his sword because every one of his enemies was destroyed. The power of praise. I said, how? Through the power of praise. Praise God. I said, praise is powerful. How was it Paul and Silas was released from prison? Somebody say, the power of praise. How did David defeat Goliath? The power of praise. What brought Daniel out of the lion's den? The power of praise. Some of you have spent way too much time talking about what you're going to do, what, what we need to do for our country, and what about the economy, and what are we going to do about our future? What we need to do is stop talking about what we're going to do and start praising God for what He's going to do and what He's already done because we've been walking around impossible problems in our family long enough. Uh, it's time to give God a praise that will bring the walls down. You've been held captive by situations 
situations long enough. It's time to give God praise and glory. He's worthy of to shatter every shackle and break every chain and destroy every yoke and lift every burden and make a way where there seems to be no... I said somebody ought to praise him right there because you've been looking at this giant that's been headed towards you long enough. Today is the time to embrace little David's declaration. You come to me with a sword and spear, but I come to you in the name. I said in the name of the Lord. Child of God, victory is ours. How through the power of praise. Praise is personal. Praise is personal. Praise is powerful. Here's my last point, and I'll be done. Praise is optional. We like options in life, don't we? God in His grace has given us what's called volition. Volition is a fancy word, a big word, meaning the power to choose. Right? There are some people... Some politicians, if you're not careful, they want to take away our volition, our power to choose. But even God gives us power to choose. But the issue of praise is already settled, really. I say it's an option, but for a believer, it's really not an option. You know where I'm going. Philippians 2.9 says, God also hath highly exalted him, that's Christ, given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow they're not going to have an option there hello at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven of things in earth of things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father listen if we take our power of choice and choose not to praise him we're not taking glory from God because he's still glorious we're not taking power from God because he's still awesome we're not taking anything from God, but we are depriving ourselves of what praise can do in our lives. So while praise is optional, it's really not an option if you want God to bless your life. Amen. Scripture says clearly, let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Quickly now, I want, I want everyone in this room, I want you to take a big old deep breath. Hmm? I mean, take a deep breath like you just walked up three flights of stairs to get in the sanctuary. Take a deep, big, deep breath now. You let it out. Right there, you've just officially ordained yourself as an instrument of praise. With that one breath, you've said, I've got a purpose. Because God has blessed me with oxygen in my lungs. Therefore, I'm going to give him a sacrifice of praise. Oh, glory to God. No matter what you're going through tonight, if there's breath in your lungs, God is great and He deserves a great praise. And you say, well, pastor, you just don't understand. I was raised differently. I was raised seriously and churches serious to me. 
I can't do what you're suggesting I do because church is a serious place for serious people. Hmm. Can I help you understand something? You can take it or leave it. I too was raised seriously. I've lived my entire life in church. And here's what I know about church. Church is a serious place. It's a place where people who have serious problems with serious situations and serious needs come because they are seriously without hope. And they are seriously on their way to a place called hell. But in church, they come in contact with a pure, holy God who seriously gives them the greatest gift that could ever be given them. His name is Jesus. And He seriously redeems them. He seriously heals them. He seriously sets them free. And He seriously makes a way where there seemed to be no way. And He actually doesn't stop there. He grafts them in into the family of God. And I believe with all my heart that a God like that deserves a very serious amount of praise. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You say, well, I'm just not comfortable. I say, I'm just not comfortable doing that, Pastor. Well, then you better get comfortable with it before you leave this earth and plan to go to heaven. Because if you think the bride of Christ gets a little too excited down here, you just wait till the bride sees the groom on the other side. Our praise down here will pale in comparison to the praise. It's going to go on up there. I'm going to... I'm going to lift up the name. Jesus. Praise God. Oh, somebody ought to praise him. Somebody ought to give him praise. David said, my soul shall boast. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Say that with me. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. David was letting us know where praise really comes from. It doesn't come from a physical part of us, like your tongue or your lips. No, it comes from deep down in our soul. Because he goes on to say the dead praise not the Lord. Now, it's not talking about physically dead. It's talking about spiritually dead. When we don't offer God praise from our soul, it means we're spiritually flatlined. If you want to show the world, the flesh and the devil, that everything they've tried to do to you is to destroy you and it didn't work don't suppress your praise let it out let it out because it's time to praise the Lord thank you Jesus
you want to show heaven, you're still alive, and you can still lift your hands and raise your voice. You can still exalt His name together. Then why don't you do it right now? I'm almost done. One more time. Just let Him know. Father, I love You. I've come to praise You on a cool January wintry evening at Broadway. I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody ought to praise Him. Let your battle cry announce to the enemy, by God's grace, I will not be defeated. By God's grace, I will not quit. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Satan, you've tried to steal my joy, but I'm still praising the Lord. Satan, you tried to destroy my family, but I'm still praising the Lord. Satan, you tried to steal my health, but I'm by his stripes, I am healed. Satan, you've tried to take my peace, but listen, God is for me. Who can be against me? I'm still praising. I'm still praising. You tried to take away my harvest, but God went ahead and opened the windows of heaven and poured out a blessing. I've not... I'm still praising. You tried to shatter my hope, but he's the God of all hope. I'm going to walk through this valley with my hand in the hand of the man. I'm going to sing a praise, and I'm going to realize I'm going to give him everything he deserves. Stand with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you give God some praise in this sanctuary tonight with all your heart? Give him some all your heart kind of praise. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. You know how to turn this sanctuary into a throne room is just by lifting up a volume of praise. It's personal, it's powerful, and it's your choice. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we're here to give you glory. We're here to bless and magnify your name. God, we honor you, King of kings, Lord of lords. We honor our Redeemer, our Savior, our faithful friend. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We sung about the Holy Spirit earlier. We honor you, Holy Spirit of the living God. Flow in this place. God, I believe you're not finished yet. Flow in every life. Flow in every heart. Hallelujah. Somebody pray with me that we might leave this place tonight echoing the anthem of our praise in the streets of this city until every captive is set free. Hallelujah. Because Jesus' name is worthy. I said Jesus' name is worthy. Hallelujah. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, for setting me free. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done. He's worthy. He's worthy. Praise him right now. Praise him right now. I'm done. Hallelujah. Anybody want to step out of your seat? I want us to stand across this front and just raise a hand and raise a voice and say, thank you, Jesus. I come to praise you. I come to praise you. 
on this third Sunday of January. I come to praise you. And God, I don't, I I don't want to ever fail to realize where my blessings come from. I don't ever want to forget where my blessings come from. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. might find that he'll meet your need before you leave this praise and worship service. Hallelujah. Magnify him. Come exalt his name. 